It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are seconds away from hearing the daily Locked On podcast you love, but I'd like to tell you about another podcast I think you'll like. Rejecting the Screen, hosted by NBA experts Noah Kozlov and Adam Stanko, features provocative interviews with NBA stars and unique perspectives from around the game. Subscribe to Rejecting the Screen wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Locked On Warriors, your daily podcast on all things Warriors, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm Wes Goldberg, Warriors beat reporter for the Mercury News, and on today's episode, I'll be joined by Charles T. Hamilton to discuss Killian Hayes' strengths and weaknesses, as well as his potential fit for the Warriors with the number two pick in this draft. You are Locked On Warriors, your daily Golden State Warriors podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's another Target Tuesday where we break down a potential target for the Warriors this offseason. And on today's episode, we're talking about Killian Hayes, the French point guard who played last season in the German Professional League. He's considered a lottery pick by most analysts. Charles, what stands out to you about Killian Hayes? Well, immediately it's, it's the ball handling, the vision, the passing. Uh, you can also mention his size in there as well. He's a, a good-sized point guard at 6'5", which... I know the Warriors are looking at wings, but when you can get a 6'5 point guard, you know, a guy with good size, he can play multiple positions. Uh, You see some explosion offensively. You can project uh, certain positives. He's he's got – he's very moldable. I'll say that. He's a a nice lump of clay, I guess you could say. Hmm. He's one of the youngest players in the draft as well. So whether you believe in this as much as others do, you know, the the younger – the player, the more time or uh, more development he has ahead of him than say an older player. So that is also a bonus. He's uh he's kind of similar to a uh, Halliburton in a way, just the, the size and, and passing and uh, the, the projection of some of his scoring as well. He can get to the hoop. Uh, he's, he's got a lot of, of abilities that you would want in a initially backup point guard. Uh, and potentially a, a starter moving forward. There, people seem to be pretty split on Killian Hayes. Yeah. I mean, there's people like Kevin O'Connor that have him number one on his draft <laughs> yeah. board. And then, you know, I know that there's local uh, people at the like the Athletic has a, a, a love interest in Killian Hayes. It seems like, <laughs> um, and I, I, I see it from his playmaking potential. There are like Harden-esque moves. He's developed a step back and a sidestep three pointer. It doesn't really go in as much as you'd like, but at least he has it. And for all those reasons that I've talked about why I like Anthony Edwards, because he flashes those playmaking abilities. And look, we're seeing right now in this postseason that play and in and, and every postseason, by the way, that playmaking and that ability to shoot, get your own shot off off the dribble and do those things is such a, an important skill set that becomes even more important, uh, important in these playoff scenarios when, you know, you're not getting as many open looks as you would in the regular season and things like that. You need to be creative. And Killian Hayes is definitely creative with the ball in his hands. But unlike Anthony Edwards, to me, he isn't the same level of athlete. Now, that said, I, I, I trust his basketball feel more than a guy like Anthony Edwards. Like, that, that playmaking is, is not only there for himself but for others. I mean, he is a good passer. He runs the pick and roll really well. You love his size at six foot five with a six eight wingspan. He's strong. I think he's at like two fifteen right now. Um, he just has he has good feel, nice touch, and I, I think you could project if you're projecting forward 
and you're a team that wants to find an all-star level score, Killian Hayes looks the part. I actually like Hayes as a prospect quite a bit. I'll get to some of of the the drawbacks a little bit later on and and some of my concerns with his fit with Golden State. But just as far as a, a prospect in a vacuum, there's things that He's flashing enough there where, where I'm a believer in his upside. Exactly. It's, it's upside, I think, is one of the main things. And, you know, it's, uh, we'll talk about it in a little bit, some of the, the potential downfalls of drafting him. But the upside is there. The, the shooting, again, you mentioned the, the flash, and it's intriguing. But the percentages aren't great. You'd like it to go in more, like you said. So, I mean, that's. And as a Warriors fan who, again, we'll see what Jordan Poole turns out to be. And obviously the, the level of prospect is different, but you saw some of the flash in college with Jordan Poole. And guess what? We didn't see in his first year. We didn't see it go in as much as we wanted to. And again, we'll see what happens with him and it's projection with Killian Hayes, but is he going to be someone that can contribute immediately? Or is he going to be someone that is going to need a lot of development where you know, maybe he gives you five minutes a game, 10 minutes a game. I think he'll be able to give you more than that. But just with some of the other prospects we've talked about, I think some are more, I'm more confident in some of the other prospects ability to come in and contribute immediately than with him. But I think the main takeaway from what you said, what I've been saying is upside and right. it's going to take development and, and the right situation too, I think. Yeah, and yeah. There, there's a comparison that, that I like for him and it's Manu Ginobili. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I just think that comes down to his craftiness. It's not, it's not so lazy as being like, well, he played in Europe and he's French and so he's sort of European and so is Manu. But uh, there is sort of this European feel to his game, right? Where he likes to go to that Euro step. He likes to be crafty. He likes to do the, the head fakes and the shoulder fakes. There's stuff there that I like. And then defensively, you know, I mentioned that size before, but 6'5", with a 6'8", wingspan, he's huge, man. And if mm-hmm. he's your point guard, you've got a really big point guard. And I think just as much as being able to create your own shot, being able to guard your own position at that point guard position is so important and so rare in today's NBA that if you can do that at at least an average to above average level, let alone like an elite level, like we talked about Chris Dunn last week and what he can provide. Like it just, it's like having Richard Sherman at cornerback. It just like sort of unlocks so many things that you could do on defense because you don't have to help that player as much. And so these other players are able to do more of what they want to do. Um, and, and especially when you talk about at the point of attack, it kind of eases things up uh, on the back end of your defense. Now, again, that's, there's a, that's more projection than anything, but the size is real. And I think the athleticism is good. And you mentioned his lateral quickness and stuff. That, that's, it, it, didn't, it wasn't there all the time defensively, but that stuff tends to translate at the NBA level, and especially when you're going from Europe to the NBA, where there just is more of a focus on defense in the NBA than there is in Europe. Um, I think that's going to help. And I was really impressed, by the way, with his draft interview uh, last week with reporters. Mm-hmm. Um, he just – he knows exactly what he needs to do to get better. And he talked about, you know, improving the outside of jumper, uh, you know, focusing more on defense, not letting, you know, backdoors happen on him as much. Like, he was very aware, very self-aware. And if you're looking for a guy who's going to get better, that's sort of one of those things that you're looking at, right, is that self-awareness. Um, yeah which is something that, you know, a certain other point guard in this draft doesn't really seem to have. <laughs> well, that's the thing. I mean, that is great, uh, great part of it. And then you hope that he does what he's saying, you know, saying it and doing it are two different things. But the fact that he's able to acknowledge it, I mean, you mentioned the on-ball defense, which is there. 
but like he said, you know, he, he's given up back cuts and stuff like that, kind of lost his focus at times defensively. And the fact that he's able to uh, admit it and say that that's something he needs to fix is, you know, a, a good thing, especially when you're looking at a 18, well, 19 year old. And you mentioned his size. It's great size. And it's also, he's a legit point guard. It's not, oh, this guy's kind of a tweener who will play at the point. He is a point guard, a six, five point guard, uh, not to knock James Harden because it's, I think it's more about how James Harden, um, well, the, the offense he plays in and what they ask him to do. Like, I think Harden could be a, a real legit point guard as well, but that's what Killian Hayes is. He is a point guard. Yes, you can move him around, but that's his primary position. And you talked about, uh, I think we focus a lot, again, you know, as we go through these, what players can't do. And one of the things that we focus on just when looking at prospects and anyone really is their athleticism because that could project better. But, you know, uh, to, to bring up James Harden again, he's not an amazing athlete with crazy bursts, but right. who gets to the rim and to the free throw line better than James Harden. And that's one of the skills that Killian Hayes has as well. And he's an 80 plus percent uh, free throw shooter, which is, you know, it's great when you can get to the line, but you have to be able to convert and he can do that. And he does do it. He does get to the line. So, I mean, that's a, a major plus uh, just as a player, but also for the Warriors who don't have guys that really do that. It's a good point. And you mentioned there the lack of athleticism, and there's, there's a few limitations to, hit, to Hayes' game, including that lack of athleticism. And one in particular also that reminds me of D'Angelo Russell, Russell and why he never really fit with the Warriors. We'll talk about that next, but first, let's talk about Rock Auto. With our ever-increasing number of vehicle makes and models, it can be impossible to stock all the parts you need for your car, especially now, while you might not be able to visit a traditional store. So do it easily online at rockauto.com. Rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts to customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They've got everything you need from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or your daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low, and you're not going to get that markup that you get from your salespeople. So go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right, locked on in there. How did you hear about us, Box? So they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. I also want to talk about Built Go. Let's talk about uh, whether it's a mental or a physical wall and trying to break through that. And you can do that now with Go Every Day. That, that's the easy to take one and a half ounce packages that are perfect to bring in your briefcase or on your golf bag. Uh, Built Go is the best workout gel on the market. It's like five hour energy without that same crash feeling. Plus it's natural, so it's better for the body. It comes in three delicious flavors, including peanut butter, honey, chocolate, coconut, and chocolate mint. So how does Built Go work so well? Well, I'm about to tell you. Built Go combines energy gel with collagen protein, a fast-absorbing protein that gets into the system fast and promotes joint, soft tissue, hair, and skin health. This stuff literally makes you look better as well as feel better. So here's the offer. Visit BuiltGo.com and use the promo code LOCKED, and you'll get 30% off your next order. Use the promo code LOCKED for 30% off at BuiltGo.com. Connor Letourneau from the San Francisco Chronicle will join me tomorrow to discuss our takeaways from Warriors minicamp. But right now I'm with Charles T. Hamilton and we're discussing Killian Hayes' weaknesses. One thing, Charles, that sticks out to me is Hayes' lack of athleticism. You mentioned it at the top of the show there. But to me, that's a real, that's a real knock when I'll go back to the, the Anthony Edwards comparison. He is a, Anthony Edwards is 
a freak athlete. Killian Hayes is not, and he there is a lack of burst. There's not a great first step there. Um, there there are things that concern me, especially when you project going from where he was playing in the Bundesliga, which is a top end German league, but it is just it is not close to really even the NBA as far as athletes go. And that's that's a real concern when we're talking about upside with Killian Hayes. Yeah, it, it has to be. And, you know, I mentioned Harden. You can look at Steph, too. But it's not the rule. Like, guys, the athleticism is a major asset when guys have it, and he does not have it. And you mentioned Anthony Edwards and how much better he is or how much better of an athlete he is. And that also is something that I'm sure the Warriors are looking for because their two best players, three, you know, if you throw Draymond in there as well, aren't super athletic and that's something that they've lacked for a couple years you know until they got KD and I guess you know JaVale and and a couple others but until uh well now they they just don't have it Wiggins maybe but you know his lack of aggressiveness kind of limits his uh the the, uh the manifestation of of that exactly of his athleticism so there's something to that and again we've talked about it with other players that can also limit their upside when it comes to not just getting to the rim Uh, But their defense, again, his size is a major benefit when it comes to the defense, but there's there's only so much you can do when you lack athleticism. And and you mentioned guys like Harden and Steph being the exceptions to the rule. The reason they are exceptions to the rule is because they have this other transcendent, like all-time type talent where with Steph, it's obviously the shooting and with Harden, I mean, he's as good a passer in the league outside of Nikola Jokic and LeBron James. And and he's got, you know, he's got that step back jumper and he's so creative, right? Mm -hmm. And he's got such a great handle. With Killian Hayes, he does not have an advanced handle. Um, no. And he's not Steph Curry from three-point range. And I don't know that he will be. And that's why I go back to the D'Angelo Russell comparison because he reminds me a lot of D'Angelo Russell who, like Hayes, great size at the point guard position, but a limited athlete, not great burst or explosiveness. And though he can get hot from three-point range, and we've seen D'Angelo get hot. I mean, when D'Angelo Russell gets hot, he's as good a shooter as anybody in the league. I mean, the th- the, the you know, the – What's it, what's it called? Like the, the, the basket becomes an ocean or something and you can't just not like, but I think Killian Hayes has that similar like streakiness to his game, but that there's only so much you can do with that. And and you're kind of limited like to be like in order to tap into that streakiness, you got to take a lot of shots. And that's really the problem with D'Angelo Russell's game. Right. And that's why I think ultimately it didn't work out in golden state for D'Angelo Russell is because he needs the ball almost all the time. And I can see Killian Hayes having to play a similar role in order to tap into his best version of himself at the NBA level. Because if you're not going to be this explosive athlete and you're not going to have this crazy advanced handle and you're not going to be a transcendent shooter from three-point range, then I sort of wonder where you are as a point guard at the NBA level. Yeah, I agree with you. It's (laughs) – he's – He's concerning. I mean, it's funny. Like you said, he's polarizing a lot of people like Kevin O'Connor, number one on the draft board. A lot of people love him, but I am with you on just kind of having more questions uh, than being positive about, you know, how he uh, will translate to the NBA. And one other thing too, uh, I I agree with you and I agree with some of the reporting that he is, you know, six, five two fifteen. but because he's a Euro league player, because the combine isn't really happening, you know, I've also seen his his weight uh, at a couple different levels. Looking at him, I do think he is up uh, above, you know, two, 200 pounds, 215, great size. But I've also seen some places like 190, 180 and stuff like that. So 
eye test, he looks big, but again, you know, I, I, I don't know. It's just one of the other knocks on this draft process this year. Yeah. And for a guy who his size is a, uh, a, 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 you know, a positive, it's, it's just not been confirmed, I guess. Right. And, and like in regards to that size too, I mean, he looks the part on defense, but we, like he's, there's not much proof. I mean, he's a nice one-on-one defender, but he does uh, lose focus a lot on that end. He mm-hmm. like, and, and, and he's not a great off ball defender. So again, like if you're, if you're going to be this point guard, like he, he's Killian Hayes very much looks the part and there's a lot of coulda, woulda, shoulda with him but the production isn't always there. Like, oh, well, he like the stroke looks good, but the three-point shot doesn't go in as much as you'd like. Oh, he looks the part of a great one-on-one defender, but he's not always a great one-on-one defender. He's not very good off-ball defender and all these things. And, like, when he goes left, it looks really great, and he's got this great feel with, and touch with that left hand and all this, and, and, you know, with that side of the floor. But he can't go right. Like, he never yeah. goes right. And so he's very easy to scout against. And I, And there's just... So these limitations as you deep dive or you, or you dive deeper, I should say, into his game that, that start to crop up, I think are very concerning. And, and that's why I ultimately, I like Hayes as a prospect. I just don't have him very high on my personal board. Yeah. And uh, it's because of those limitations, I, I question his, his, his ceiling. And I think, look, he's a good playmaker. He's got good feel out of pick and roll and stuff like that he may end up being one of these point guards who we just always see get drafted in the lottery and end up sort of topping out as a backup point guard in the league. And it wouldn't surprise me if he's that sort of guy uh, at the end of the day. I mean, you mentioned left-hand dominant. That almost doesn't even begin to explain it. It's it's left-hand exclusive, basically. He just does not have a right hand uh, when it comes to – ball handling, uh, finishing anything really. So that would be something he has to develop. I would almost put him up there with LaMelo ball as far as, uh, projection and development, Mm -hmm. you know, that, that you're, you're drafting on projection and development. And I almost think you LaMelo ball has a higher floor because of his, uh, ball handling and rebounding and, uh, you know, kind of a better finisher because he can use both hands as well. So, it's uh, I, I agree with you. There are worse draft picks out there. Uh, one of the things that scares me, you mentioned the athletic and, and the, how they feel about him. One of their writers says, uh, you know, he might just be the, is he French? I'm sorry. Yes. I forget the French uh, Cameron Payne. And that scares the hell out of right. me. Uh, that is yeah. exactly what you don't want. Um, still the Warriors are going to have the number two pick in the draft. Killian Hayes will be there at number two, presumably. Uh, We'll talk about whether or not the Warriors should make him uh, their pick next. This is Locked on Warriors. Is there anything more craveable than the smell of McDonald's fries? If someone's hiding an order of fries, they're never hiding it well. It takes one whiff to trigger a fry craving that will only be satisfied the McDonald's way. So stand up if you would like to taste the smell of a McDonald's fry right now. Did you just stand? Because if you did, then you earned yourself a trip to the McDonald's drive through for your own steamy carton of crispy, golden goodness. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Support for this podcast comes from the IT experts at CDW, people who get it. At CDW, we get the future workplace works differently. Today's my first day back. Almost forgot what floor we were on. Understandable. But with modern health and safety technology orchestrated by CDW, the future can work better. Technology like thermal screening and occupancy tracking enables employees to walk confidently into the office. Wait, this isn't my floor. Is this even my building? 
even if it's been a while. IT orchestration by CDW. People who get it. Find out more at cdw.com slash futureofwork. If you haven't already, now is a perfect time to hit that subscribe button to get episodes of Locked on Warriors automatically every day. Um, Charles, before we left that last segment, you mentioned those writers with the athletic. There are people out there who love love Ryan Hayes and his potential fit with the Warriors and think that he should be the pick, but and they, would, you may, they would trade up to one to get him if they had to. Right. There, yes. That seems to be the, uh, the, the consensus over there. Yeah. But uh, look, he's got the all-star potential. He's got the ability to create off the dribble. There are definitely things to like, but like we just talked about, there are, are major drawbacks. Um, how would he even fit with the Warriors? Should they even take him at number two? Whew. I mean, he would come in and you hope he would immediately be the backup point guard. Uh, again, I, it's so much projection. Yeah. Exactly. Not a guarantee. I wouldn't feel very confident in the fact that he would immediately be the backup point guard, uh, as I would with guys like Halliburton and even LaMelo Ball, who, as we've talked about, I'm not very high on him either. As far as the fit, like you hope he's the backup point guard. You hope he can handle that the projection of the shot, all those things. It it just feels like there's so much development that he would need and most likely not be able to get with the Warriors. Mm -hmm. He would almost be a better fit on a team where he can play 30 plus minutes a night and succeed and fail and learn and get those minutes where, you know, is, would he, I don't think he would do it with a number two overall pick, but you know, would he be a guy that would spend time in Santa Cruz even to, to get minutes when he can't get them, uh, with the the Golden State Warriors. So as far as the player goes, you know, the best case scenario, yeah, he'd fit. He'd be a good backup and hopefully end up being part of that small ball lineup and all those great things. But that's best case scenario. Worst case scenario, he's not really getting playing. He's he's Santa Cruz Warriors starting point guard. So yeah, that, yeah. that's the crazy thing is there's just such a a gap between best and worst case scenario with him. Yeah, and when you're the Warriors, you need a guy to be ready right away. Uh, ready to at least contribute something right away. And we don't know that that's going to be the case with Killian Hayes. I agree with you. I think he's a good fit for a team like Chicago or Detroit or, you know, one of these teams that are in a rebuilding stage, but have other guys on that team that can take some of the point like ball handling duties, mm-hmm. uh, but still give the ball to Killian Hayes quite a bit um, and let his usage rating sort of be up there enough to where he can develop. But for the Warriors, look, you and I talked early in the season about, and I think I was maybe as bullish on D'Angelo Russell's potential fit with Golden State as anybody. Mm-hmm. And I still maintain that that could have worked. Uh, I think that the Andrew Wiggins trade was the right trade. I had no problem with the trade. I just think that, you know, if they really tried to force the issue, they could have made something happen. Because I think D'Angelo Russell was big enough to play next to Steph and Clay, And maybe you could have coaxed something out of him on, def- on defense that, that you weren't getting – um, during a you know a fifteen and fifty season where nobody really cared about playing defense yeah. all that much, including Draymond Green, by the way. No, yeah. And I, I and for those reasons, I think Killian Hayes in some sort of world would fit next to Steph and Clay, right? Like at six five six with the six eight wingspan, you could play him at like the two next to Steph and Clay can guard the, and can play the three and all these. Like you can, there's a world in which that works, but he is so much. He's so early in his developmental curve that I, like the Warriors just don't have time to deal with that. And it's nothing against Killian Hayes. It's not a knock on him. It's just that he is like when where D'Angelo Russell was at one point in his career, and you're and I think Minnesota is hoping that he's getting to the point of his career where he, you know, 
wants to play winning basketball and wants to start trying on defense. Like it takes time sometimes for players to see the value in that. Look at Andrew Wiggins. The Warriors are trying to get the same thing out of him. Um, Hayes is only, he's not, he's only 19 years old. And I don't, I don't know how close he is to getting to that point, especially when you combine that to learning how to play point guard at the NBA level, which is very difficult to do. Uh, Might have the steepest learning curve in the NBA out of any position. So I just don't see the fit uh, for the Warriors. As much as Killian Hayes might be a nice prospect and I like his attitude and he was impressive in the interviews and there's definitely things I like and you just you can't take for granted that the, the, the fact that he can create off the dribble and he's got good feel for that. Um, I just don't see the fit for the Warriors. And overall, I'm pretty, I don't want to get sucked too much into that ability to create off the dribble. I have him pretty low on my personal board. Mm-hmm. Warriors are not Warriors board. Um, uh, I've, I've got him closer to like the end of the lottery, not number yeah. one, like some of these other people have him. Yeah, I, I'm with you. The immediate fit just is not there. Uh, the long-term fit, maybe eventually, but that's another thing that I've thought about before as well with the youngest players in the draft and, you know, the fact that high schoolers are going to be able to uh, uh, enter the draft in the next couple of years is we've seen it with some other players is you draft a guy out of high school, you basically develop them for four years, they leave, and then you get another team gets the benefit of it. Mm-hmm. So it's, I just, I agree. The immediate fit is not there. If they love him, one of the benefits is the fact that they could potentially trade down and still get him and, and recoup more assets. Um, as far as the number two overall pick goes, no. I just, there's going to be better players available or players that I like more. Uh, personally available it too but again I, I've also said that my preference is for them to trade down and and get more assets so th- that's one of the most interesting things and one of the you know not to complain here because there's obviously a lot bigger things going on in the world but you know the the Warriors in a normal year draft and free agency would be over they'd be getting ready for uh, the 2021 season but, you know, they just keep pushing it back. And yeah. I'm glad it's on the calendar is November 18th. But, man, I just – I want it to happen because there's so many, uh, you know, things that could happen, so many different avenues they could go. It could be something as simple as taking someone at two. could be multiple trade downs. We just don't know. But, again, to reiterate, Killian Hayes at two, I would personally pass. Yeah, and I think the Warriors are kind of within similar thinking. I, I don't think Hayes is their number one point guard. So if they were going to go in that direction, it wouldn't be Hayes. Yeah. I don't think LaMelo Ball is the number one point guard. I'm pretty confident that Tyrese Halliburton is the point guard that they would take if they went in that Same. direction. Um, but remember to subscribe to new episodes of Locked on Warriors wherever you listen to podcasts. Please rate, review, and say nice things about the show. Thank you to Built Go and to Rock Auto for sponsoring today's show. You can send your comments or questions to me on Twitter at WC Goldberg or email them to me at wgoldberg at bayarianewsgroup.com. Thanks for listening. Stay safe, and I'll see you here tomorrow morning. San Jose Sharks hockey is back, and we've got you covered five days a week at Locked On Sharks. I'm Kyle Demetrius. I'm J.D. Young. I'm Eric Fowl. Together, we make sure you're never without your Sharks programming. Will the Sharks make a trade for a right winger? We got you covered. Will Eric Carlson's groin hold up for the entire season? We've got you covered. Whatever happens with Team Teal every day, we've got you covered at Locked On Sharks five days a week on the Locked On Podcast Network.
This is Josh Lloyd, the host of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast, the number one fantasy basketball podcast in the world. If you're looking for information regarding fantasy basketball recaps of the NBA, this is the show for you. We are heading into the offseason and starting to get ready for the 2020-2021 fantasy season. We'll have all the information on what happens through the rest of the playoffs, free agency, the NBA draft, and then heading into a big 2021 season. So make sure you're checking out the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast.